today is Friday, August the 6th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Four Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. So Jeff, we've had a really busy week here this week. Uh, not least, it was holiday Monday, August long on Monday, but uh, the combines are rolling in the field and... There's been a lot of wheat brought in. Oh, it's great to be busy. It's good to see uh, all three wheats coming in. Uh, the spring wheat started to come off. There's lots of it came in, and the uh, winter wheat harvest is still going strong in our uh, catchment area here for both the hard red winter and soft red winter. So For sure. It's nice to see everyone's face again. <laughs> so, Jeff, what happened in the markets this week? Well, the markets weren't quite as volatile this week as uh, they have been some other weeks. Uh, the corn market this year's harvest was, and next year, I guess corn was probably the strongest this week, up a little over $5. Soybeans were down this year about $7. Spring wheat was down just a couple. And, uh, you know, winter wheat was uh, winter wheat was down this year and up next year. So what was causing uh, the I guess, little volatility in the markets this week, Jeff. Yeah, it is pretty strange saying little volatility because that's all we've been talking about is volatility or seems we talk about every week. But, you know, we still are in a weather market in the U.S. Uh, parts of the Corn Belt are getting great rains. They'll be looking for great things. Other parts are still dry. The Northwest, the spring wheat growing areas are still having very mixed uh weather patterns in them so we're still a weather market however there's lots of other things affecting and i kind of hate to bring this one up but uh the current rise in the the covid pandemic around around the world really there's parts of the u.s are rising back up uh i read today some like 50 percent of china is in a lockdown right now or like keeping people from moving around we see what's going on in uh at the tokyo olympics you know how they're going into a lockdown so i guess there's a big question is will the rise up in the pandemic is that going to affect our markets well i mean it's always hard to know but it's really made the oil prices fluctuate a lot and yeah. and with oil prices then what biodiesel and ethanol and that's so that's that comes right, right back to our markets exactly you know, where the there's a decrease in biodiesel demand and ethanol demand that hurts soybean and corn prices so it's just something to keep in mind and remember last year it hurt uh hurt the flow of exports around the or the flow of goods around the world that's right so, uh, there was a lot of containers that got stuck somewhere and got sent back with nothing and then the the normal flow that happened didn't didn't really work out so well did it so there's there's definitely issues with the pandemic they can have some it's those are unforeseen issues that we just can't plan on but so if we get looking at the specific markets you know there's uh corn prices have been pretty much range bound 20 to 30 cents the last uh, few weeks but uh I think they're ready for a breakout either way. And there's a, I think I have down four little points here. And uh, what do you think would be the first point? What happens every month? Well, there's a USDA report every month. Yeah, there's a USDA report every month about uh, our monthly stocks and production amounts and stuff. So the big thing this month, I think we'll be looking at the USDA has not amended their yield projections yet for this year. For corn and soybeans, so 
I think most analysts are looking for a decrease in corn production because of the some of the stress the U.S. crops been under. And if they do decrease a large amount or they don't, how will the market react? Mm-hmm. And because maybe the market will, some analysts will say it's already priced in a decrease in production. So it's it'll be one of those interesting things. So that's uh, Thursday at noon and you know, we are looking for a decrease, but just how big will it be? And or will the USDA just postpone it for another month or two, which they've been known to do in the past too. Yes, they always seem to be late to the game, yeah. don't they? So there's another thing we talk about a lot, that big C word. China. China. So for the corn market, it's Chinese imports. Uh, like I wrote down in the daily, daily blog there today, it's uh, the Chinese imports for this marketing year are really up in open question. There's some private analysts have China importing as low as 15 million tons of corn and other ones up to as high as 35 million. The USDA is pretty much in the middle at 25 million. And so it's hard to know how that's like, if they're at 35 million, that's really going to support price. If they're at 15 million, that's going to hurt price. And we also have to remember the Chinese government put some real production incentives for farmers to grow more corn and grow better crops. And so they're looking for their production to increase like 13 to 15 million tons. And so tying right into that, next point I had down was production in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So we know Brazil had a big drought for their safrina corn crop, their second crop. Their production numbers are down like 15 million tons where to the point that they're actually importing some corn from uh, from Argentina, almost said Australia. <laughs> so they're not really out there in the export market for new exports. So if China does increase their imports, a lot of that's going to come from the States, possibly the Ukraine. And uh, so that's really going to support prices in Chicago. And as we're talking about exports, the last point I had down for corn was, and I wrote about that this week too, uh, somewhat surprisingly, the U.S. corn exports for this marketing year, which will be ending when new crop starts coming off, not many analysts are thinking they're not going to meet the projections the USDA put out last year for this, like for this marketing year. And what's strange about that is that the corn exports started so strong mm-hmm. and like so the first quarter of the year they exported 40% of the projected year's amount and they've been way ahead until the last month or so and now their corn exports have dried right up so they're not thinking they're going to meet the total so it's just uh, like that's a negative for price where you have some positives that's a negative for sure and it's a, a surprising one because we we're talking about how strong their exports so uh, we should talk a little bit about wheat no, yes, since we, we are, are in the wheat, wheat harvest, harvest. <laughs> so there, uh, you know, some things supporting price. Been uh, global concerns about production in wheat. There's been uh, weather issues and uh, which affect the production, which should be decreases in production in like France, Ukraine, Russia, China, the U.S. and Canada, like all big wheat growing areas. There's been different uh, weather concerns. So is it a good time to maybe look at locking in some more prices, maybe even for next year? Well, like I, I think that's the way I feel, Dolores, because it's the big question really is even with these concerns, the market isn't going much higher right now. Right. It seems to be kind of stuck in the range or current area that it is. So, you know, prices are fabulous. You know, spring wheat near $400 to close out uh, the week here. 
uh, winter wheat, there's, you know, soft red over 300, hard red, you know, or soft red 310, hard red 325, uh, big numbers. For next year, like I bought a bunch of wheat this week from uh, for both hard red spring and some soft red. All those numbers are over $300 for next year. So I think it's a, a great time to get something on the book. If you're a confirmed wheat grower, you know these are historic strong numbers. Like don't sell... 80% of your production, but sell a load or two, you know, get For something sure. in the market. It uh, It's really how high can wheat prices go when right now the market's saying probably not much higher, you know. Will we get a pullback one of these days? Things change, things happen. Mm -hmm. We can't uh, Especially can't with all of the, the drought in all these countries, right? You'd think that would be supporting prices, but prices aren't going up. So it must be near the top. Kind yeah. Of thing. Well, it's not only drought, it's floods in some parts, yeah, like floods sure. in China, drought in France, frost in Russia. Like, it's all different weather concerns. <laughs> so, anyhow, that's a good time, I think, to sell some wheat. Uh, should talk quickly about soybeans. Uh, you know, the soybean markets, much like the other ones, it's not doing a lot of changes right now. But there was some good news in soybeans this week. And, of course, that includes that, uh, that familiar word we talk about. China. China. You know, there was soybeans had some uh, some new new crop export sales were made for soybeans out of the U.S. and they announced them as destination unknown, but ninety percent of the time that comes back to be China. It comes out in a few weeks, mm -hmm. so it's a pretty significant uh, purchase, and hopefully this will result in China stepping up to the market. And if we remember right, it was last year. I think when I looked it up, uh, the fifteenth to the twentieth of August when. Prices really started to increase. That's when China came to the marketplace. That's right. So maybe they're coming a little bit earlier this this year. <laughs> maybe. We'll that see. That would be a nice positive. But even there, prices are really strong. Even if they come enough to to support prices where they are. Exactly. You know, that's, prices uh, are really strong now. Oh, so. uh, harvest soybeans over $600, you know, and five fifty for next year. Again, there's another one. Maybe it's worthwhile to sell some uh, soybeans, some for, next soybeans for next year. So. Absolutely. I think that's a little summary of the markets. Uh, oh, and the wheat, you know, we're seeing good quality wheat coming in uh, for 90% of it anyways, Adelore. So, and yeah, absolutely. The quality looks really good. The uh, protein has been really good as well. And the fusarium has been really low, which is Awesome yeah, again, news on for us. <laughs> 90, 95% of the harvest. So yeah. to maintain that quality, you know, we've had a lot of growers combining wheat a little wetter than they don't mind paying small drying fees to maintain that quality. And we, I think we all feel that way. So. Yeah, I think we've been pretty fortunate here in Eastern Ontario to have a really good year this year, knock on wood. But uh, And it is amazing really for that, especially that spring wheat yields that people are talking about with how dry we were in the spring but it's, true. Uh, yeah. it's the same you look at the corn and soybeans out there they're they look pretty good right now they do yeah so the wheat harvest is going on what are we doing on the weekend here at the elevator doors so depending obviously on the weather we're planning to be open tomorrow morning um and tomorrow afternoon uh by request and then we're planning to be closed Sunday, but obviously if the, the weather's good, we will be open. But uh, just call ahead if you guys are, are looking to unload this weekend. Um, the office number or my number is posted on the website. Well, I think that's about all I have to say for this week. And uh, 
I still feel strange saying that's all I have to say because I can always find something more to talk about. Oh, Jeffrey, it's uh, it's six thirty on a Friday afternoon. I'm, I'm sure we're good. That's <laughs> all good. Look forward to. Uh, Thanks again for everybody listening in. Look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Yep. Have a great weekend, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.